Coming up next on Passion Struck. And the reason why we named it Bluetropics is because the main nootropic that we use in our compounds is something called methylene blue. And methylene blue is a compound that's been around a long time that has both capacities. It has the combination to both increase the health of the brain and at the same time, increase the brain's potential to perform a task better because of the various mechanisms that are at play here. So it's increasing energy production, but it's also supporting the production of energy and balancing out energy production by increasing something called antioxidant reserve. Welcome to Passion Struck. Hi, I'm your host, John R. Miles. And on the show, we decipher the secrets, tips, and guidance of the world's most inspiring people and turn their wisdom into practical advice for you and those around you. Our mission is to help you unlock the power of intentionality so that you can become the best version of yourself. If you're new to the show, I offer advice and answer listener questions on Fridays. We have long form interviews the rest of the week with guests ranging from astronauts to authors, CEOs, creators, innovators, scientists, military leaders, visionaries, and athletes. Now let's go out there and become Passion Struck. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 321 of Passion Struck, consistently ranked by Apple as one of the top 10 most popular health podcasts, as well as being the number one alternative health podcast. And thank you to all of you who come back weekly to listen and learn how to live better, be better, and impact the world. Passion Struck is now on syndicated radio on the AM FM 247 national broadcast. Catch us Monday and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Apple Music, TuneIn, or wherever you listen. Links are in the show notes. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for being here. Or you simply want to introduce this to a friend or a family member, we now have episode starter packs, which are collections of our fans' favorite episodes that we organize into convenient topics that give any new listener a great way to get acclimated to everything we do here on the show. Either go to Spotify or passionstruck.com slash starter packs to get started. In case you missed it, earlier in the week, I interviewed renowned speech coach Samara Bay, who suggests that giving yourself permission to speak is the key to affecting change. Tomorrow's groundbreaking approach to public speaking offers a new definition of what it means to sound powerful, which is essentially sounding like yourself. Please check that episode out. I also wanted to say thank you for your ratings and reviews. If you love today's episode, we would appreciate you giving it a five-star review and sharing it with your friends and family. I know we and our guests love to see comments from our listeners. Now let's talk about our episode. Today we have a very special guest returning to the show, Dr. Scott Schur, an internal medicine physician certified in hyperbaric oxygen therapy known as HBOT and health optimization medicine. In my previous interview with Dr. Schur, we delved deep into the fascinating world of HBOT. Today, we're thrilled to have him back on to discuss the latest advancements in this field since our last conversation over a year ago. But that's not all. We'll also be diving into the realm of cognitive enhancement, exploring the remarkable potential of nootropics and their impact on brain function. For those unfamiliar with Dr. Schur's clients, they include high-level athletes, Silicon Valley entrepreneurs, biohackers, and individuals seeking to unlock their full cognitive potential. During today's captivating discussion, we'll be addressing intriguing topics such as health optimization medicine, the power of nootropics, and the innovative Proki delivery method. We'll also explore the science behind methylene blue and its potential therapeutic benefits. Additionally, we'll dive into Troscriptions, a company co-founded by Dr. Sher. Not only does Troscriptions offer groundbreaking nootropic products, but they also prioritize giving back. Dr. Sher will enlighten us on the philanthropic ventures associated with Troscriptions, including the Home and Hope initiatives. So whether you're a seasoned biohacker or simply curious about enhancing your cognitive performance, this episode is packed with valuable insights and actionable advice. Get ready to expand your 
your understanding of cognitive enhancement and discover new possibilities on your own passion-driven journey. Without further ado, let's dive into this enlightening conversation with the brilliant Dr. Scott Schur. Thank you for choosing PassionStruck and choosing me to be your host and guide on your journey to creating an intentional life. Now, let that journey begin. I am so excited to welcome back Dr. Scott Schur to PassionStruck. Welcome, Scott. It's great to be back, John. Thanks for having me. I have to say, we don't do repeat guests very often, but you're in some pretty good company because the other two I've had back on the show are Seth Godin and Gretchen Rubin. So glad wow. we could uh, bring you into that fold as well. I have a lot to live up to. A lot. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, the last time you joined the show, we extensively discussed your expertise in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And I wanted to ask you to start this episode out. Are there any new development in its use since we last spoke over a year ago? That's a great question. I would say that there hasn't been any breakthroughs, any major changes since we had our last discussion. I would say that there are more people using hyperbaric therapy now than ever before. I get a lot of different kinds of things that people ask me, are they bariatric chambers? Are they hyperbolic chambers? Are they cryo chambers? And understandably, it's a very strange word, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, but I get very little of that these days. I used to get a lot of that. So I think the amount of information out there, there have been more clinics that have opened, especially a clinic down in Florida called the Aviv Clinic, which is run by the Israelis. It's a for-profit company that's doing very large amounts of hyperbaric therapy and doing a full spectrum, doing diagnostics before, during, and after. I think for me, the, the the trends continue though, John, in the sense that more people are getting these chambers in their homes and more people are interested in, in helping optimize and understanding a little bit more about why oxygen is so important, but also having a healthy respect for oxygen, both high levels and low levels and how this all can be helpful. Yeah, I actually was reading uh, a few weeks ago, some recent studies that are showing that HBOT can improve neurocognitive functions by inducing neuroplasticity and improving brain function. Are you familiar with any of that work? Yeah. So this has been going on for maybe about six or seven years now. The idea really is that if you can turn on the brain by giving it more oxygen, increasing the amount of blood vessels that are growing in the brain that may have been damaged from a stroke or a traumatic brain injury, or even just from degeneration from time, after about the age of about 55 years or older or anybody else, our brains start deteriorating. And you can actually see this on MRI and you can see these findings. And we know that hyperbaric therapy can likely reverse a lot of this by increasing the amount of blood vessels in the brain and also enhancing stem cell release. And stem cells are these baby cells that can form any different type of cell in your body and your brain. And so you can regenerate tissue. And now we have imaging from an MRI scan, actually. It's a very a fancy one called a functional MRI, where you can take a look and see brains turn back on. You can see areas of the brain that weren't functioning very well and now functioning very well after hyperbaric therapy. And neuroplasticity is the result of a better functioning brain. Because if neurons are getting more fuel, if the supporting cells are getting more fuel, they're going to work better. And so this is not done in a silo. It's, it's obviously better done in a more comprehensive strategy where you're looking at optimizing diet and lifestyle and physical therapy and occupational therapy and other types of technologies. But certainly neuroplasticity is enhanced in a hyperbaric chamber. And so I've used it in the sense of 
with other neuroplastic types of technologies like neurofeedback or some of these other kinds of therapies that are working on reprogramming the brain. The brain, when you do these kinds of therapies, is really hungry for oxygen because oxygen is what helps the whole system shift. And so you put them in a hyperbaric chamber after they've done their neurofeedback or after they've done their intensive occupational therapy on the hand that's only working kind of part of the way or something like that. And you can see dramatic changes that way for sure. Well, we're going to be spending a lot of time today talking about how to improve cognition and overall performance in our days. But I wanted to set this discussion up because on the podcast, we have had many guests who practice functional medicine or alternative medicine, and you are involved with something called health optimization medicine. And I wanted to ask, how is that different? Yeah. So I grew up the son of a chiropractor. And I always had the feeling ever since I was a kid and watching him in the office is that all you needed really to do for most people is just give the body what it needs and it will heal itself. That was the slogan, something similar to that. And the problem oftentimes, even with functional medicine, although I have a lot of functional medicine colleagues and, and I respect the field greatly, and especially on the illness medicine side, conventional medicine, is that we're often either looking to treat an illness or look for the root cause, but forget that there are basic operations that are happening at our cellular level that all of us need to be functioning well to operate on any of the other levels. So before you look at the root cause of illness, what you really need to be looking at is the root causes of health. And so this was a framework that was developed by now a colleague of mine and a mentor. His name is Dr. Ted Chicoso. He's an anti-aging physician. He's a very prominent physician in the Philippines, but also has been in the US for many years as a tricontinental practice. And he trained as an anti-aging doc and created this framework called Health Optimization Medicine and Practice, which is a nonprofit organization now that's training doctors and practitioners on how to optimize health rather than treat disease. It's really interesting to say because I'm an internal medicine doc. I train very conventionally, grew up the son of a chiropractor, as mentioned. But there's standards of care for disease. We know that the standards of care are for blood pressure management, for diabetes, but there's really no standards of care for health. What is health? How do you define health and how do you optimize it? So I often think of health optimization medicine as the foundation of it all. No matter what else is happening, you need to have optimized levels of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients for your mitochondria to work well. For your gut to work well, it needs to have optimized levels of microbiota and commensal bacteria. And so you have all of that's required for anything else to work well. So the basic cell, your mitochondria, your nucleus, your endoplasmic reticulum, your aspects of your cell that you need to work well, there's really that nobody that takes care of that. And that's what health optimization medicine is all about. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things, and Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities from scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates. It's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers 
according to a recent survey, say Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash passionstruck. Just go to Indeed.com slash passionstruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash passionstruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at passionstruck.com slash deals. Now, back to Passionstruck. Well, thank you for that. What a interesting approach. And how many physicians or nurse practitioners have you put through the program? I think it's called Home or Hope. So we have health optimization medicine, which is for medical practitioners. And we have health optimization practice, which is for non licensed healthcare practitioners, basically. So people that don't have licenses, but like they're still practicing in various ways. This could be health coaches and all the like in that capacity. We know this to be the case that doctors tend to be limiting in the sense that there's not that many of us out there, especially that there's not that many of us that um, are interested in optimizing health and looking at alternative ways of doing this. And so we have the two ways of training. Um, Although the training is very similar, you get a different name afterwards, either your health optimization medicine practitioner or your health optimization practice practitioner, basically. And so the idea with the training is it's a seven module certification, and it goes through multiple different topics that nobody learns in medical school. And the first one is probably the most important. It's called metabolomics. And there were some articles that were written on metabolomics in the early part of this century, this millennia. And calling metabolomics the stethoscope of the 21st century. And the idea here is that metabolomics is telling you what's actually happening in your cells right now. So it's giving you a sense of your mitochondrial function. It's giving a sense of your environmental exposures. It's giving you a sense of your diet, your lifestyle. So you can see all this happening in real time. And it's basically a three to six month window on what's happening. And so you can do this and you can look at what's happening right now. And so As a comparison, your genome, obviously everybody knows what their genome is. Your DNA tells you what may happen, but it's in stone. It's not going to change. And you have your epigenetics, right? Which your epigenetics is a layer on top of that. If you you want to go in order, we have your DNA, your genome, and you have your transcriptome is how you transcribe your DNA. Then you have your proteome, which is how the DNA is transcribed into proteins. And then you have your epigenome and then you have metabolome, right? So you have all these different layers. And so it's funny, actually, there's a couple articles that came out of Stanford Uh, a couple of years ago, they called it your narcissome. Eventually what's going to happen is that we're going to have all these things sequenced for ourselves. It's everything about us on all these various levels, because there's knowledge that you can get from every single level. But from our perspective, the most knowledge you can get right now is on the metabolomic level. The sciences have been around for the last 20 years, but they really haven't been used in clinical practice up until very recently. And even then it's only most mostly being used for disease, which is fine, but you can actually use metabolomics to actually measure things that are happening in your mitochondria right now to see how well you're making energy and how well you're detoxifying from energy metabolism and how well your body is detoxifying from toxins. Are there toxins in your system? Are they mucking up the system? So you can measure all these things and their byproducts or metabolites basically. And so that's what we do. And that's the foundation of, of health optimization medicine is that you want to focus on that metabolomic piece. And, but the other corollary to this is that you want to make sure 
that you're not normal for your age if you're 65 years old or 55 years old. Do you want to be normal for 55 or do I want to be normal for 53 or 43 when I'm going to be 43 in a couple of weeks? No, I want to be optimized for the levels of somebody between 21 and 30 years of age. And so the idea is that we shift all your metabolites and your hormone levels as well into the levels between 21 and 30 years of age. So that's when we're optimized. Everybody remembers being 21 to 30. You're pretty much invincible for the most part. You can sleep very little. You can eat whatever you want to some degree, although this is not exactly true anymore, John, as people are getting more toxic earlier and earlier. But in essence, this is when we were most primed to procreate and to fight. And that's how our bodies were made to survive up until about 35 years of age. And then we were going to die of infection or war or whatever. And that was the, the natural history of the human form for many years. But so the idea with health optimization medicine is to shift all those metabolite levels, hormone networks to the ages of 21 and 30 years of age. And so that's really the key difference oftentimes for what we do compared to what a functional medicine doctor might do, which is looking for the root cause of your illness, which is totally appropriate, but may not be addressed as comprehensively as looking at that foundation, at least alongside what you're doing. The final thing I'll say there is that this was extremely important to me in my hyperbaric practice, because I realized that people weren't doing well sometimes. And I realized that they weren't doing well because they couldn't make energy well, or they couldn't detox from the energy that they made. Because when you make energy, you make waste product of energy metabolism. So this became a huge part and is a huge part of my hyperbaric practice now is this is my foundation, health optimization medicine practice. Man, well, it's fascinating. I for a while was sponsored by the Inside Tracker. And it was interesting to me when I was on their program, how I was able to move my own biological age back over a decade by doing simple behavioral change interventions, supplements, and really examining what my blood level was and how my gut microbiome was functioning and then doing things to better it. So this stuff definitely works as I saw through my own experience doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think the key is that oftentimes as humans, we want immediate gratification. We want to see things change tomorrow. The line that we typically use is that it took you 40 years to get to where you are. It's going to take time to optimize your health. And that's really the key with health optimization medicine and practice is that it's a long-term idea. It's a long-term plan. It's not something that's supposed to happen and help you immediately, although it can, absolutely, especially when you're using things like nootropics and sleep and other things that can help you along the way to help you right now with mitochondrial function. But the idea is that if you want a sustainable health foundation, this is going to take time to optimize levels of vitamins, minerals, and nutrients. This is from your experience, I'm sure too, John, when you were going through it, it really is something that doesn't happen overnight. And certainly you can make changes overnight that can have significant benefit. But you know, oftentimes with our patients, it's like, well, I didn't get sick this year. Or when I did sick, get sick, I only was sick for two days as opposed to 14 days. When I went traveling, I didn't have jet lag that was so terrible. I'd only had jet lag for a day versus a week or et cetera. You can fill in the blanks. Oftentimes, unfortunately, our health is in the rear view mirror. We're looking at it from you know, the back, right? Instead of being more proactive about it. The idea with health optimization medicine is can we train practitioners? Oh, and I forgot, I didn't answer your, your original question, did I? We, can we train practitioners to use this in their practices so that they can use this in combination with the other things that they're doing? So for me, it's hyperbaric therapy. For somebody like a chiropractor, it could be along with chiropractic mani manipulation and other kinds of things. It, for a cancer doctor, it can be used as something as a foundation in that 
capacity too, because it's not mutually exclusive to anything that you would do. You want to have optimized levels of antioxidants if you have cancer or if you don't have cancer or if you're a high level athlete or et cetera. But to answer your original question, which I completely blew, sorry about that, is we're a new organization. There's not that many of us. And what we're hoping to do, we're having a first, our first cohort of of practitioners that are finishing next month in July of 2023. And we're looking at repeating this in September. So definitely interested in talking to practitioners that are, are thinking about adding something to their practice. They're interested in a health focus. They want to keep what we say is setting disease aside for a little while and just focusing on health. And that was very provocative for me as a son of a chiropractor, like, because I really knew that's what I wanted to do with my patients is focus on their health and then everything else would get easier. We'll be right back to Passion Struck. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Troscriptions, a game changer in cognitive optimization. Are you ready to take your energy focus and cognitive performance to the next level? Look no further than Just Blue from Troscriptions. Just Blue is a powerful supplement designed to boost your energy, clear brain fog, increase your resilience, and enhance your memory. With 16 milligrams of pure methylene blue, one of the most potent mitochondrial optimizers on the planet, Just Blue is here to supercharge your cognitive abilities. And personally, I've been using Just Blue for a while now, and let me tell you, it is a game changer. When I need to tackle cognitive tasks with laser focus, Just Blue is my go-to hack. I can really feel the difference it makes part of my podcast interviews. So if you're ready to unlock your full cognitive potential and experience heightened mental clarity, I highly recommend giving Just Blue a try. Visit Troscriptions.com and use code PASSIONSTRUCK to get your hands on this incredible supplement today and 10% off. That is T-R-O-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-S.com and use code PASSIONSTRUCK to get 10% off. Now back to the PASSIONSTRUCK podcast. Thank you for answering that. And I'm sure if there are any medical practitioners who are listening to this, that's some great information for them. One of the things, in addition to your practice that you're involved in, is you're the chief operating officer, if I have that correct, of Troscriptions. And I wanted to ask, how did you get involved with the creation of nootropics and their overall use? Yeah, so I was alluding to it just before. So we have this nonprofit that we've spoken about here. And I hope that was helpful for people that are interested. You can go to homehope.org and find out more information. And I've done podcasts on this. Dr. Ted has done podcasts on it as well. He's the founder and pioneer. And so there's a lot of great information there. And there's a free module that you can sign up for to learn more. But the key here, John, is that as I was describing, optimizing your health takes time. It's not something that happens overnight. So you need things that can help you right now along the way so that you can feel better along the process of optimizing your health for the long-term. And one of the major things that we saw as a company, as a nonprofit, was that we found tons of people with brain fog, mitochondrial dysfunction, just having a hard time with exercise-induced fatigue. And we knew that we needed something to help these patients, our clients' brains function better. And so nootropics are something that I've known about for a long time, Dr. Ted as well. And so we decided that we would create a for-profit company called Troscriptions. The umbrella name of the company is Smarter Not Harder, which is, I think, a phrase that's being used a lot these days, but we say we're not a condom company as well, of course. <laughs> so, but at the same time, Troscriptions was created as a way to deliver instant help to our patients and clients while they're doing the harder work of optimizing their health over the long term is what it comes down to. And so the first area that we tackled was brain function and nootropics. So that's how we got involved. And if someone's not familiar 
with nootropics, how do they differ from other cognitive enhancement methods such as caffeine or supplements or prescription medicines? So the, the actually the term is very confusing. So I appreciate you mentioning it because all nootropics really means is brain enhancing compound. That's it. And so it can be confusing because there can be lots of different varieties. So is caffeine a nootropic? Yes. Is nicotine a nootropic? Yes. Is L-tyrosine an amino acid a nootropic? The answer is that it can be as well. So this is the deal. When we first started the company, we decided that we had to define nootropics better so that you had more of a delineation of what type of nootropic you were taking. Okay. And so for us, there are basically three types of nootropics. And I think this will be helpful for people. The first type is called a health optimizing nootropic. Obviously similar to the name of our nonprofit, but health optimizing nootropics. That's the first category. The second category is performance optimizing nootropics. And the third category we call bluetropics. Okay. So you have health optimizing nootropics, performance optimizing nootropics, and bluetropics. Let's start off with health optimizing nootropics. These are nootropics that are healthy for the brain and enhance brain function. That may seem like it should be the case, but it's not always the case. So these are things that enhance the brain function, but are also healthy for the brain, okay? So this could be something that is supporting brain function like L-tyrosine, for example, which is an amino acid that helps support neurotransmitter synthesis. So it helps with dopamine and norepinephrine in the brain. So you have more norepinephrine and dopamine if you have L-tyrosine, for example. CBD is something similar because it helps with increasing a neurotransmitter called anandamide, which helps to support the brain and helps with decreasing inflammation. Okay. So you have these health optimizing nootropics. These are things that enhance the brain function, but are also healthy for the brain. They're protective for the brain in various ways. Then you have performance optimizing nootropics. And these are the ones that most of us know about already. This is your caffeine. This is your Adderall. This is your racetam family of nootropics. This is nicotine. Okay. These are all things that help the brain to perform better at a task, but may not be healthy for the brain, okay? And so they may clock the brain over time. They may increase neurotransmitters. They may increase energy production. They may do something that helps your brain function for fitness for a specific task, but they may not be healthy for the brain. The third category is bluetropics. So it's the combination of the, the color blue and the word tropic or the, the, the part of the word tropic, they're blue tropic. And the reason why we named it blue tropics is because the main nootropic that we use in our compounds is something called methylene blue. And methylene blue is a compound that's been around a long time that has both capacities. It has the combination to both increase the health of the brain and at the same time, increase the brain's potential to perform a task better because of the various mechanisms that are at play here. So it's increasing energy production, but it's also supporting the production of energy and balancing out energy production by increasing something called antioxidant reserve. So you have these three categories. You have health optimization nootropics, performance optimization nootropics, and bluetropics. But the foundation of all of this is that your cells are working well right? That you're optimizing cellular function so that you can actually perform these tasks better and not overclock your brain. So the foundation to brain optimization is health optimization is what it comes down to. So that's why our nonprofit and this company, the transcriptions company are so paired and so aligned together. Okay. I did want to ask you some more questions about methylene blue. So I'm glad you introduced it. Since you were just talking about how our body functions, how does methylene blue work at a molecular level? 
So this is a compound that's been around a long time. It was the first drug registered with the FDA back in the 1890s. And it's interesting. It came from the textile world in the mid 1800s. It was the dye that was used to dye blue jeans blue, interestingly enough. And so it is a synthetic product, but its safety profile is fantastic. It's been around a long time. And the mechanisms have been delineated over many years, as you can imagine. For our purposes on the nootropic side of things, what it does is help with mitochondrial function. It does this in a couple of different ways, but the main way is that it increases the amount of energy that you make, increases the amount of ATP that you make. And at the same time, it also increases antioxidant reserve, meaning that when we make energy, when we make ATP, just like you're putting gas in your car, there's going to be exhaust, there's going to be waste products. Okay. So the waste products of energy metabolism in the mitochondria are not all bad. You need these things actually, but you, if you have too much of them, it could be bad. And so you have, when you make energy, you make ATP, which is our energy currency of our cells. You make water. That's fine. We make carbon dioxide. We need carbon dioxide. It's a fantastic signaling molecule. At the same time, we breathe it out when we take our breath. Right. And then we have what are called free radicals or oxidative stress, or there's multiple different words for this, but what those are signaling molecules. These are what are called singlet oxygen. So anyway, the, these are free radicals and these are really important for signaling, but if there's too many of them, the mitochondria can get under stress and it can cause deterioration in function, et cetera, it can cause symptoms. It can cause brain fog, it can cause fatigue, it can cause inflammation, et cetera. And so you have antioxidants in the body that balance out this free radical formation from energy metabolism, but not always. If you don't have enough antioxidant reserve, you may not be able to do this. And the people with chronic medical illness and chronic inflammation, oftentimes they're depleted in antioxidants. So it's very difficult for them to do this. So the beautiful thing about methylene blue and very unique about it is that not only is it helping you with energy production, but it's also helping you with this antioxidant reserve. And so as a result of that, you can use it in patients and in, in yourself and people that have chronic inflammation that may be very sensitive to various things, or maybe very early on in the process of recovering from inflammatory kinds of symptoms, whether it be post-infectious inflammation or if it be chronic inflammation from an autoimmune problem, et cetera. You can use a very low dose of methylene blue and see significant benefit because it has the capacity to do that. And in addition, in people that have a lot of chronic complex medical illness, or they're trying to recover from an infection, or have inflammation, oftentimes it's the first two complexes on the mitochondria that don't work very well. And there's four total. Okay. And the first two are the most important, usually to how we make energy. The first two complexes, are the ones that take electrons from our food. We basically are eating food so that we can take electrons from our food in what's something called the Krebs cycle and bring them into the mitochondria to help you make energy. Okay. That's really what food's all about, except it does other things, obviously, but the most important is to make energy. And oftentimes you'll find in people that have had chronic inflammation post, they have severe infection, autoimmunity issues. They often have problems with the first two complexes. And the beautiful thing about methylene blue is it actually bypasses those first two complexes and donates electrons directly to the fourth complex, which is called, called complex four or cytochrome oxidase. And so directly to complex four bypassing it. So even if you have mitochondrial dysfunction, you can still get the benefit of using methylene blue. And that's a beautiful thing, especially when you're dealing with people that have lots of chronic issues and chronic inflammation, unfortunately. Scott, are there any precautions or side effects of using it? 
Yes. So as I was mentioning, it's been around a long time. So the side effect profile has been pretty worked out. It, a lot of it depends on the dosing. So when you're talking about methylene blue, you're often talking about dosing at very low doses or higher doses, depending on the indication. So the way we created the products at transcriptions was a product that was 16 milligrams, which is pretty low dose. Most of the data out there from a safety profile perspective being an issue is greater than one milligram per kilogram, which is about a 70 milligram dose for the average American. So much higher than that. Okay. And so we used very low dose because it was a dosing that's being studied in Alzheimer's and Parkinson's in, in actually in depression and bipolar disease as well. The dosing that's been studied is around 16 milligrams. So that's the dosing that we decided that we wanted to stick with for our particular compound dosing in our formula in our delivery device called a troche, T-R-O-C-H-E, which is these little small dissolvable lozenges that dissolve between your upper cheek and gum and dissolve over about 15 to 30 minutes. And they're scored, which means you can have either a quarter of it, a half of it, three quarters or a full, depending on what you need in your dosing. And that was really important to us as a company because we know that people are very sensitive in general and that everybody's got their own dose so you can titrate it that way. So when it comes to side effects, the major things you wanna think about here is that number one, they're dose dependent. So the higher the dose, the higher risk of having an effect on your gut microbiota. So we know that after about 50 milligrams a day or so, there is a risk of affecting your gut biofilms, which are really important. Everybody has a, a film on their teeth. Even if you brush your teeth, there's always going to be a film. We have that same kind of film in our gut. And that has a lot of different types of bacteria, fungus, and virus. It's usually healthy, but it can be unhealthy too. So we're using higher doses of methylene blue for things like Bartonella, which is an infection that's commonly seen with the Lyme tick, for example. So you have to be careful at higher doses for affecting the gut bi microbiome. And then at higher doses of methylene blue, at that 70 milligram or more, you have to be thinking about also what methylene blue does is got this dose response curve. So at higher doses, instead of it being helpful and causing energy production, it can also be very stressful to the system and cause more oxidative stress. So you have to be careful because higher doses can build up in the system over a long period of time, but also can cause gastric ulceration at higher doses like this too. And the other things you have to think about are interactions with other medications. The major medication you have to think about here is serotonergic drugs. So these are SSRIs or antidepressants. And, and some of the newer antidepressants are called the SNRIs. Now, one of the mechanisms that I didn't mention yet is that methylene blue also is something called a monoamine oxidase inhibitor. This means that it helps prevent the breakdown of certain neurotransmitters in the brain, norepinephrine, serotonin, and dopamine. So this is why methylene blue itself has been studied as a antidepressant and as something for bipolar disorder, which is in clinical trials right now. Of course, side note, they're all drugs derived from methylene blue because you can't patent something that's been around for over a hundred years that works extremely well, as we all know. Side note. Anyway, so the side effects piece was, it's been around for a long time but because of the serotonergic part of this stuff, there is a potential interaction with, if you're taking an SSRI and taking methylene blue together, you worry about there could be too much serotonin in the synapse. And as a result of that, causing something called serotonin syndrome and very rare, and we've never seen it. And at our dosing, it's extremely rare, but we do say that if you're taking an SSRI or an SNRI type of medication, that you want to be talking to your practitioner and if you're going to use the methylene blue, just make sure your practitioner is aware of this so they can monitor you. But in general, it's a very rare risk. You also don't want to take methylene blue if you're pregnant or you're breastfeeding, 
because it could be risky in those cases, but in a lot of other medications and supplements and things like that. But it's a st- extremely safe drug and it's something, a compound that's been around for a long time. And in fact, it's still on the list of the World Health Organization's list of essential medications. I know people have a various um, ways of feeling about the WHO in general, or methylene blue. In, in the, it's still used medically for carbon monoxide poisoning and for cyanide poisoning. So carbon monoxide poisoning, methylene blue helps hemoglobin, which is on red blood cells, carry oxygen more efficiently. So it actually dumps off carbon monoxide molecules that get stuck there and won't let the oxygen carry. And that's what happens in carbon monoxide poisoning. So if you don't have a hyperbaric chamber around, methylene blue is a fantastic additional way that you can help somebody reverse their carbon monoxide poisoning. Now, I don't recommend getting poisoned with cyanide, but what cyanide does is actually destroys the first two complexes of your mitochondria. And so if you give methylene blue, you're bypassing those complexes, like we talked about before, and you're allowing energy production to continue as a result. So don't try it at home, please, ladies and gentlemen, don't go to Russia anytime soon and get poisoned. I don't think they were using cyanide, actually, they're using some crazy radioisotypes of other things, but you, you get what I mean. So, but cyanide is not that common, but it's still on the World Health Organization's list for essential medications for these reasons. And it's also being now used more commonly, again, as an anti-infective. Back in the 1890s, it was used for malaria. And up until the 1950s, at higher doses, like you're in one milligram per kilogram, it was being used as an anti-infective because that was all that was available. And it was actually fantastically effective for urinary tract infections, for viral infections, for fungal infections, for protozoal infections. But the main side effect was that the higher doses that you take, methylene blue concentrates in the urine after you take it. So if you take oral methylene blue or take it IV, or it doesn't matter, or in a trochee, as I was talking about before, it's going to concentrate in your urine as it's going out. So you're going to urinate a blue color, most likely after you take it. So it can be blue, it could be green if you're taking your B vitamins that morning, but there will be some blue urine. It's something that people need to be aware of, but it's completely benign as a side effect. And that's actually some positive in the sense that for people with chronic urinary tract infections, it's used and derivations of methylene blue are used as a preventative for, especially postmenopausal women that have chronic urinary tract infections, use methylene blue or a derivative of it to prevent recurrent infections pretty fantastically as well. Well, thank you for that explanation. And Scott, when you think of that movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper, is this methylene blue hypothetically that magic ingredient that made him limitless? So Bethlehem Blue is a fantastic way to support energy production, to make sure that you don't have the side effects that Bradley Cooper had when he took too much of his NZT, as you guys probably remember from the end of the movie. But the actual focus, the stimulant part of it, the actual drive, that's when you need something else. And that's what we created, something called blue canatine. And blue canatine is our nootropic formula. This is our blue tropic stack, as we call it. So it's a blue tropic because it has methylene blue, but it also has nicotine, caffeine, and CBD. So it has CBD, which is a health optimizing nootropic, and it has nicotine and caffeine, which are both performance optimization nootropics. Now, everybody knows caffeine. It's the most widely used nootropic in the world by far, but nicotine is not too far behind. So nicotine's obviously gotten a bad rap because it is the main ingredient that we know about in cigarette smoke, in vaping products. It's the main ingredient and it does have addictive capacity. Now, cigarettes and vaping products have about eight 
to 50 milligrams, five zero milligrams of nicotine per cigarette or per vaping product. And when you smoke and vape something, it immediately hits your bloodstream when you inhale it. Now, the dosing that we're using at transcriptions and our blue canatine is one milligram, one milligram total. It's non-tobacco derived, it's pharmaceutical grade. And in our trochees, as I was describing before, they can take a quarter, a half or a full. Most people take a half of a trochee at a time. And that's only one half milligram of nicotine at a time. And these trochees are dissolved in your mouth between your upper cheek and gum up here. And when you do that, it, the, the ingredients dissolve into the buccal mucosa, which is your cheek over here, dissolve directly into the circulation of your brain. So you start feeling the effects within about 15 to 30 minutes. And so this is our limitless compound. This is our limitless formula because it makes you feel flow, verbal fluidity, your concentration's up, your memory's good, your focus is up, and you have it for about three to five hours. And there's no come down, there's no crash. It's a slow rise over about 15 to 30 minutes. And the CBD and the methylene blue in there are protected. This is the first formula that we developed actually, it was called blue canatine. We wanted something that you could have that you, you needed to be on and you just needed to be on right now kind of thing. And, but not only was it just nicotine or caffeine, it was something that was supporting your brain at the same time. And so it has the methylene blue in it. So it's supportive and it dissolves in your upper cheek here. And with all of, all of our formulas, by the way, so that we have a pure methylene blue trochee called just blue, and that's 16 milligrams. And we have the blue canatine that we're talking about here. All of these can, can be swallowed as well. The, the challenge with methylene blue is that it does make your mouth blue. And so that is mouth blue, urine blue, in and out. It's going to be blue. Okay. So for people that have more cognitive related issues, I do think that dissolving in the mouth can be really nice because it helps with that cognitive function quicker, as opposed to swallowing it, where it can take a little bit longer for you to feel the effects. So, but you can swallow our trochees as well, usually best on an empty stomach, but the blue canatine is the one that's really the one that's going to give you the drive, the focus, the concentration for most people. There is a small subset of people, and I was just on the phone with somebody just before our call today, is a practitioner in England who loves our pure methylene blue product. It gives her focus. It gives her everything I just described for blue canatine without the nicotine and caffeine. So you do have some people that are very sensitive to the blue itself, the methylene blue itself, and don't need the nicotine and caffeine. But usually it's the blue canatine that's more like our stimulant equivalent, our Adderall-like equivalent without the jitters and without the come down. So we've had a lot of practitioners that work with patients that are able to titrate them off their stimulant medications using this particular formula, for example. Okay. And I understand you have a, a newer product as well called ProCom. Yeah. So this is a very different type of product because it doesn't have methylene blue and it's more focused on the GABA system in our brain. Now, GABA is a neurotransmitter as well. Not as well known as our fancy ones, our norepinephrine, our, our adrenaline, our serotonin, our dopamine. Everybody loves dopamine these days. Everybody always loves dopamine. But GABA is like the black sheep of the family. The problem is that we're not thinking about GABA enough. The context is always important here, John. The idea for us is as we're health optimizing people in our practices, in my practice, we wanted something that could help with focus right now. Freedom from the lack of focus, that's blue canatine. And then we wanted something that could help with mitochondrial function right now. So freedom from the lack of energy right now, right? You can have energy right now. You have antioxidant reserve right now. You can lift your brain fog. You can decrease inflammation. You can see the effects of methylene blue very quickly in most people. And so the next formula that we created was we wanted our patients to have some freedom from anxiety and stress 
as soon as possible, because we know that that's a very significant hindrance to healing. Because when you're always stressed, you're always in what's called sympathetic mode. You're always in fight or flight mode, right? You're always looking for the tiger, even if you don't want to be. And we know this in, in, in your work and my work in PTSD and traumatic brain injury and, and the veteran population, this is a big deal. So you really need to calm down the nervous system. And the crazy thing is when you calm down the nervous system, you're going to perform better. So this is a common example. If I was super stressed for my podcast with you, John, and I, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I was like, so stressed about the words that were going to come out of my mouth. I could take just a quarter of our trocom and just take down the notch a little bit take that edge off. And then I'm going to perform better on my podcast because the words are going to come. They're going to flow. I didn't need that for you today. I, I knew we'd just have a nice conversation, <laughs> but in general, it's a way to come down and just decrease the tension in the system just a little bit, take that edge off. Or if you need more of that, you take a half or you can take a full of the trochee to really get that stress to come down and lose a little bit of the focus in the process, but that's not necessarily a bad thing if you just want to relax. And we've affected the GABA system here in a couple different ways. So GABA is your most important and the most pervasive around your brain that's doing the work to decrease the firing of your brain. And it's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. So GABA is made from glutamine. So glutamine is amino acid. And then this amino acid glutamine gets turned into glutamate in the brain. Glutamate is an excitatory neurotransmitter. And then glutamate is transferred from glutamate to GABA in the brain. Okay. And just to kind of give a quick rundown of that. So increasing the, the glutamine in your food may not be great if you can't convert into GABA very well, but that's a whole other long story. So don't just pound glutamine. If you hear this, it may not be helpful for you. So, but it can be in some people, but anyway, so there is kava in the formula. Kava has been around a long time. It's a GABAergic formula, which means it increases GABA in the brain. So kava is a South Pacific Islander plant. And it's a root plant that's been around for thousands of years for help with calm relaxation. Kava also causes a little bit of numbness. So when you take trocom, you're going to feel a little bit numb and tingly for about five or 10 minutes, and it's going to go away just so that people are prepared for that. Then in the form, there's also something called nicotinyl GABA, which is B3, a vitamin B3 attached to GABA itself. This makes your GABA more permeable across the blood-brain barrier. So a lot of people take GABA supplements. Unfortunately, they do very little because very little GABA actually gets across that blood-brain barrier and gets into the brain itself, increasing GABA. So we use B3 attached to a GABA. Vitamin B3 gets through very easily. It's also something that helps enhance brain function because vitamin B3 turns into nicotinamide, riboside nucleotides, so NMN, NMR, those things that people are taking, it turns into nicotinamide. And so that's something that helps with energy production as well. So a lot of people are taking NMN and, NMR and, and NR these days and things like that. So, and NAD, excuse me, that's the other one I mentioned. So B3 turns into NAD directly is what I meant to say. So anyway, so you have that in the formula and then we have CBD and CBG. CBD, everybody knows these days, CBD affects what's called the body's endocannabinoid system, that system in our body that maintains homeostasis basically, but it also affects the GABA system as well. And then CBG is the same thing. It works in the same mechanisms, but also some additional ones that are also metabolic, helping with pain, helping with temperature. So, so excuse me, a very cool, a very cool formula. I love CBG actually. So it's these four compounds at very low doses that will turn off your anxiety and stress in 15 to 30 minutes when you dissolve it in your mouth basically. And depending on the dosing, it can give you just taking the edge off, or it can be something that really helps you relax. So for me, the way I use Trocom is in my type A personality that my brain won't shut off sometimes at night, I can use it to help quiet my mind and help me fall asleep at night. So in patients, and I use it in a lot of, a lot of my patients the same way as well.
Okay. Well, fascinating stuff. And I did want to go a little bit deeper just into trochees because why did you decide to use them as the delivery method instead of capsules? I felt that there's a long track record of using trochees actually. And we've been using trochees in medical practice for decades. Oftentimes they're used for hormones and they're using it now for ketamine as well. And oxytocin is another hormone that's used in trochee form. Dr. Ted and I, and we have Dr. Harry and Dr. Shaker. There's four docs in the team, including me and a number of professionals. We have all used compounding labs that have made trochees for decades. And so we knew the safety profile. We knew the absorption profile. The cool thing about a trochee, it's this dissolvable lozenge, as I was describing, that it goes between your upper cheek and gum and dissolves over about 15 to 30 minutes. You can swallow these on an empty stomach, as I said, but it does work faster, especially our blue canatine, our focus formula, and our trocom, our, our anxiousness formula. They work better if you dissolve them in their mouth because they're going to work faster. The pure blue, the just blue, that one can be swallowed and mitochondrial benefits are about the same. Okay. But the beautiful thing about the mucosa here is it's highly vascular and it drains directly into the brain circulation. And so you get significant brain circulation of the compound very quickly. And it also bypasses something called first pass metabolism in the liver. This is how we digest everything, whether it be supplements, food, everything goes through your stomach into your small intestine, and then gets into the circulation of your liver to help with processing. And most supplements that we take orally have pretty poor bioavailability, which means how much of that supplement, active part of that supplement are actually getting into the body itself. So the example I like to give is one that I use a lot, actually N-acetylcysteine or NAC for short. This is a compound that's 10% bioavailable, which means if you take hundred milligrams of NAC, you're only getting 10 milligrams of that into your body. So the beautiful thing about a troche is that it bypasses all of that. So all of the ingredient, just about, are getting directly into your circulation without being deactivated by your liver. So that's the other reason why we use trochee. So they're fast and the ingredients do not get deactivated by your liver. The trochee itself is easy to titrate. So you can take a quarter of the tablet or the trochee or a half or a full. The problem with a lot of capsules out there these days is that you get a capsule. And for me, I'm sensitive to things. I can't usually take the full dose of something. And then I'm like, like pouring, I'm I'm pouring around, like I'm taking the capsule out I'm undoing the capsule and pouring out half. And it's just a mess. And often with methylene blue as well, people are getting it in liquid form and the liquid form is just a disaster to work with because it gets everywhere. And just forewarning uh, for people that are interested in trying, methylene blue does work as a stain. So it will stain and it stains your mouth for a little while that goes away, but it will stain clothing. It'll stain your sink as well. If you're using the liquid, so you have to be really careful with it and how you're utilizing it. So like a lot of the people that we work with, especially in the beginning, when we started the company, we're using liquid methylene blue because it's liquid methylene blue has been around a long time, but it's such a hard thing to dose and it gets everywhere. So, and then the other problem with it is that it's very difficult for you to get good pharmaceutical grade products. And so that's the other reason why we went with trochees. We knew we could get good pharmaceutical grade ingredients, including methylene blue, and just be really careful on the titration of those and making sure every troche was the same amount. You probably know this, John, but you know, supplement companies, they do not regulate themselves. Nobody regulates supplement companies. And so you rely on the supplement company to do their own testing or have third-party testing. So everything that we do at our company is pharmaceutical grade, or it's been tested by third-party labs. And we have certificates of analysis for our ingredients, for all of our products. 
because I wanted to use this for my patients and for the people that I work with using hyperbaric therapy or health optimization medicine. Like it's all about making sure I'm giving things that are safe and effective and knowing that we are giving the consumers the best possible products out there that we can, no matter which ones we're using here. But methylene blue, especially for those that are looking, you got to be really careful because um, there are a lot of products out there and they may not be pharmaceutical grade and methylene blue is still used in fish tank cleaner. Please don't use fish tank cleaner. And when you don't drink it, we had some actually very funny clickbait headlines from our company back in like 2021 when it was basically the headline of the, the comp of, of the article was biohackers using fish tank cleaner to reverse their age, <laughs> which was great. It's a great headline, but it's, and they're right that methylene blue is still used in fish tanks. It's used actually to treat fish that have infections actually. And you don't want to use methylene blue from a fish tank store you, because that fish tank methylene blue is going to be contaminated with heavy metals. Okay. So use pharmaceutical grade, make sure you're getting uh, methylene blue that's tested uh, very well before you take it. So, <laughs> Well, I'm glad you went into some of those safety precautions and how you make the product, because I did want to ask, there are a growing number of nootropics on the market, like NoCube, Noceptin, NeuroGum, MindLab Pro. How do your products differ from them? There are a lot of nootropics. It's a great question. I think that the key really is going first to the classifications, right? Understanding what kind of nootropic you're taking. Are you taking a nootropic that's going to help your brain perform a task better, but not necessarily healthy? Are you getting a nootropic that's going to be healthy? Are you getting one that could be a combination that's supporting your system at the same time as helping you perform a task better? So you have to know what the ingredients are in these things. And then also you have to know what is your baseline health already? So are you clocking a system that doesn't have any money in it? Are you trying to put money into the bank, but there's no bank <laughs> there? Whatever analogy you want to give. So what I found is that if you're taking things like that are going to stimulate the system, like caffeine or nicotine, for example, on their own, they're great nootropics. But if the brain is already under stress, it's going to cause problems over time. So what's different about our products, I think, is that, well, I know, is that we're not only looking at it from perform a task better, but we're also looking at how are we supporting the brain to function better and to be healthy and to be protected at the same time. Methylene blue is neuroprotective. Nicotine is actually neuroprotective at low doses. It's been studied this way. It's been studied in Alzheimer's patients. It's been studied in mild cognitive impairment. So we know that this is the case. We know CBD is neuroprotective, right? But we do know that caffeine, probably not neuroprotective, maybe but probably not over the long-term. So what are the benefits of caffeine over the long-term? They've talked about longevity with caffeine too. It's probably the polyphenols in the coffee that are probably the protective part of it. Maybe the caffeine, nobody really knows. But I can tell from personally that caffeine doesn't work for everybody. And, and over time, it may cause trouble for people. And certainly it was the case for me going through medical school and residency, and I didn't realize how much I was drinking, what I was doing. And then I had to you know, stop. When it comes to other products out there, I think that they could be beneficial. I mean, you know, a lot of these companies, the key is just to understand how you're using the products and why you're using the products and what the ingredients are in them and how they're going to affect you. It may be okay to take something with high dose for a short period of time, but over a long term, it may have significant detrimental effect as well. So I think the, the key differentiators for us is that number one, we're making these products to not only be helpful to the brain so you can perform tasks better, but you're also supporting the brain at the same time. Number two is that we're doing this in the context of 
I really hope you don't need my products all the time. Actually, I really hope that you can optimize your health and do things foundationally, as we talked about in the beginning with the nonprofit organization and training doctors and practitioners. Like I want you to find a practitioner that can help you optimize so you don't need these things all the time. You don't need blue canatine to help with your focus because you're doing great. Or you don't need trocom because your GABA system is working well. Your neurotransmitter systems are optimized. You're getting your amino acid levels are great. So you don't need extra trocom. You don't need trocom except for maybe every once in a while. But in the beginning, you made these things more often because you need more help. And that's okay. But over the long term, the goal we do donate a part of our profits to the nonprofit organization as a way to help continue to train doctors. We're early, we're new, but we really do think that we can move the needle on healthier, John, in a different way that's been done before. And it doesn't take the place of functional medicine, doesn't take the place of conventional medicine. They all are important and not mutually exclusive to what we do. It's just the foundation here. Then you can use these compounds or formulas to help along that path of optimizing your health. And we call them like your cheat codes for democratizing enlightenment is like our fancy way of saying, these are ways that you can just help optimize your path of just trying to be a better person, trying to show up in this world, try to reach your true you know, human potential. That's what we're looking to do with these compounds, but alongside donating to a nonprofit, training doctors, optimizing health and doing it that way. I don't think there's any companies out there that are doing what we're doing because we're doing that at the same time. Okay. And Scott, are there any individual factors such as age that influence the effects of nootropics? It's a good question. As I was alluding to before, when I was talking about the practitioners I was speaking to before our call today, that had really significant effects of using the pure methylene blue or just blue trochies without nicotine and caffeine, but it gave them that same effect. They felt focused, they felt drive, they felt concentration for three to five hours. And they, these are ladies that are on their feet. One was a chiropractor and she says, I feel great, but it, she doesn't drink caffeine typically. And so you have some people that are just going to not need as much as others that will need more. I found that like our huge bodybuilder, lean mass dudes and women, they need more to have the same effect. They're just very highly metabolic and they just burn through things faster in general. So there's gonna be individual variability. In some people, it's gonna be the just blue and some people be the blue canatine, for example. You just don't know. So what I can say though, I guess, is that if you have more chronic inflammation, if you have more, more way to go, let's say, in the sense that you have a long way to go until you feel like your health is optimized, oftentimes you wanna start off at a, at a lower dose of our products and titrate up slowly over time, as opposed to starting at a higher dose. Uh, and what I would typically recommend if somebody's very sensitive or has chronic inflammation, autoimmunity, infection, post-infection, post-COVID, those kinds of things, starting off at a lower dose, like a four or eight milligram, trochee of just blue and not start off with blue canatine, which has got nicotine and caffeine in it and stimulants, which is it may be too much for the system too soon, for example. So I think that the variability depends on how well optimized you are to start off with, honestly. And if you're not as well optimized, then typically starting off with uh, lower doses of non-stimulant compounds is probably a better idea. And then slowly working yourself up. That's not across the board. Another great 
example is that we have tons of perimenopausal women who take blue canatine because of the brain fog and the fatigue and the hot flashes and the poor sleep. They tend to be able to function very well using blue canatine as a stimulant, as a way to help them decrease the amount of coffee they're, they're drinking. The nice thing about blue canatine it only lasts four to six hours for the most part. So you can take a little bit later in the day. So various kinds of things, but I think, so there's obviously going to be interperson variability. And obviously from my perspective is that I try to measure what people need and understand what their system looks like ahead of time. And then I can say, okay, this is what you need now versus this is what's something we can work on later. But the beauty of methylene blue is it can be added to the process almost at any time, no matter how sick people are. Oftentimes it can be added. We were keeping people out of the hospital early in the pandemic, at least clinically, not the company, myself personally. And this is still the case now. We're using it for brain fog and fatigue. And so you can use this in a lot of different ways very early on in the processes of these kinds of things and see significant benefit. And if you weigh 400 pounds, it's easy to take off weight. The difference is very quickly. And so this often happens with methylene blue. If you have a longer way to go, you can see benefit much faster. I've seen people that like two days after starting taking methylene blue, their joint pain goes away. Their brain fog goes away. Their blood pressure gets better. And so you have, and if blood pressure is elevated because of inflammation specifically. So it's very fast in some people, what you can see. Okay. And then the last question I had for you, Scott, is can you discuss any scientific research or studies that have been conducted on the effectiveness of this and its impact over the long term? Sure. So there is a really great researcher and he's done some podcasts as well. His name is Francisco Gonzalez Lima, and he's at the University of Texas, Austin. And he's done a lot of the seminal work, the, the groundbreaking work on methylene blue in a cognitive impairment model. And so he's done lots of work with animals, especially, uh, but he's also done some great papers on the combination of methylene blue and red light therapy specifically, because red light therapy is synergistic with methylene blue. They both donate electrons or photons in, in, in light's case, but they both help with energy production by making complex four of the mitochondria work better. We have a lot of people that use our products that will take methylene blue and then about 30 minutes or an hour later, go in front of the red light panels or go out in the sun. And it's really a fantastic synergistic tool to combine those two things together. And so you publish a nice study. It's on our blog. If people go to our blog at transcriptions.com and you can go to our blog and search for red light. And there's a great blog that we wrote about methylene blue and red light for neuroprotection. Dr. Lima's work there has been really profound. Um, there's also been studies with using brain imaging at looking at a visual spatial recognition and memory in humans. Um, and there's also been a lot of early groundbreaking work in depression, in bipolar, and other mental health issues as well. There's some clinical trials that are going on right now, as I was mentioning earlier. Oftentimes it's not methylene blue directly. It's derivative drugs that are billion dollar potential blockbusters and not something that's generic. There's also uh, a lot of interest in methylene blue for COVID. And there's been some ongoing studies there, both for COVID infection and post-COVID syndrome. So that's ongoing research. Uh, there's also research that's being done in traumatic brain injury in stroke and other neurodegenerative conditions as well. Uh, we have you know, parents that give it to their kids with autistic spectrum on the, on the spectrum as well, seeing some benefit. That's all just, that's all very clinician driven. It's not driven by our company. It's driven by clinicians that are interested in our products. Uh, we have clinicians all over the country that wholesale our products in their offices. And so that you can go to their offices and get consults about methylene blue and about the other kinds of things that we're doing is they're using these things in their practice. 
And that's one of the main things that I had at the company is practitioner education development. I, I create webinars for everybody with all the latest research that on our products. And then I do interviews with our practitioners. And that's what I was doing just before this, interviewing a practitioner on how they're using it in clinical practice as well. So it's not a compound without research. It's been around forever. And so it has a lot of research, but the research in the neurocognitive side is within the last decade and very exciting. Scott, now that we've gone through all this information, I am sure the listeners are interested, how can they get their hands on this product? So I was wondering if you had anything special you wanted to offer the Passion Struck community. Of course, John. So all you guys have to do is go to our website, transcriptions.com, and put in code PASSIONSTRUCK for 10% off your order. And that's all you need to do. And you can get anything you'd like. We have we have also subscriptions as well, which I'll also allow for the 10% off, which is pretty cool. We don't typically do that. So if you're looking to get a subscription and buy it regularly already, this is a great way to start doing it along with the 10% off your order. So I, I really hope you guys give it a try. I think it, it's a really nice website that we've developed that has, has a lot of information. We have a really great blog that I've been curating for a long time that has a lot of information. And so the practitioners on the team, including me, are also on the help desk helping with questions and concerns. And we really do care that everybody has a great experience and that everybody has their questions answered. I didn't get into this to sell products, John. I got into this whole medical field to really help people, obviously. And the reason why this resonates to me so well is because it's just the framework that we're using it in, right? Optimizing your health, getting help along the way, with practitioners, with products, with people. And that's really the foundation of everything really is that it takes a village, right? It takes everything together to truly do that and, and create the longevity that we all hope for. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining me again. What a fascinating discussion. I appreciate it, John. Thanks so much. I thoroughly enjoyed that interview with Dr. Scott Schur, and I wanted to thank Scott for the honor and privilege of coming back onto the podcast. Links to all things Scott will be in the show notes at passionstruck.com. Please use our website links if you purchase any of the books from the guests that we feature on the show. All proceeds go to supporting the show. Advertiser deals and discount codes are in one convenient place at passionstruck.com slash deals. Please consider supporting those who support the show. Videos are on YouTube at both Passionstruck Clips and John R. Miles. As I mentioned at the beginning, we are now on the AMFM 247 National Broadcast where you can tune in on syndicated radio every Monday and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Links will be in the show notes. I'm on LinkedIn where you can sign up for my newsletter or you can catch me at John R. Miles on all the other social platforms. I also wanted to mention that my book is now available for pre-sale. Links for that will also be in the show notes. You are about to hear a preview of the Passion Struck podcast I did with Julie Fleshman, CEO and president of the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, otherwise known as PANCAN. Pancreatic cancer is one of the deadliest forms of cancer. With a five year survival rate of only 10%, making it the third leading cause of cancer deaths. Julie joins us to give us the latest advancements on pancreatic cancer and updates from PANCAN, an episode you absolutely do not want to miss if you know anyone who is suffering with this deadly disease. One of the strategies that PANCAN did in the early days when we also had less funding was funding junior investigators that by encouraging junior investigators to look at and think about pancreatic cancer, 
ensuring that they stay in the field and that they become sort of our future superstars. And that's exactly what's happened. I mean, at this point, PanCan has funded over 130 junior investigators. The people that we funded in the early days are definitely the superstars leading the pancreatic cancer research labs around the country. And that strategy really did work. The fee for this show is that you share it with family or friends when you find something interesting or useful. If you know someone who wants to learn how to become limitless, then definitely share today's episode with them. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those that you love and care about. In the meantime, do your best to apply what you hear on the show so that you can live what you listen. And until next time, go out there and become passion struck.